0: Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Be sure to cast your vote for the show on Podcast Alley, and give us a call, 208-991-4783. Uh, well, we're going to uh, take a listen to today's episode of Rogue's Gallery in just a second, but before we get started with that, I do want to encourage you uh, to try Audible. If you don't have time to read, uh, or uh, you're uh, having difficulty reading, Audible is a great service. It brings you a world of books uh, at an, affo- an affordable way. With Audible, you get one audiobook a month. You get a s- audio subscription to your choice of either the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, and uh, you also receive a thirty percent discount on other audio titles that you may want to get. Uh, You can try Audible out uh, for free. Get a free audio book. Go to uh, audibletrial.com slash greatdetectives. That's audibletrial.com slash greatdetectives. Well, we uh, once again skip a few episodes here um, with uh, lost episodes. Uh, Between uh, the last episode we played was from February 21st of 1946. And... uh, there were uh, uh seven episodes in between that uh there was the uh alias harold holloway uh there was a Toddle unknown there's the cat dies once a date with tangerine uh Callahan's Hat. hand and this episode we played actually uh we're going to play today was actually supposed to air the previous week but it was uh, pr- uh postponed for uh an unknown reason uh but uh, on uh, April 4th uh, so this is from April 11th 1946 and the title is The Message. I should let you know in advance. The audio quality is a little spotty and there's uh, about 20 or 30 seconds of audio missing from the middle between the commercial and Rogue uh, returning but other than that the story is complete. Uh, just be uh, beware of a few uh, little weak spots in the recording but with that said, here now is Rogue's Gallery and The Message.
2: The F. W. Fitch Company, makers of Fitch's saponified Coconut Oil Shampoo and Fitch's Shaving Creams, presents Dick Powell as Private Investigator Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery.
3: Rogue speaking. As I walked down the corridor of the death house, the butterflies in my stomach were doing a soft-shoe dance to the beat of a dirge. In a half hour... Mike Royal, the man I was about to see, would die of sitting in a chair, an occupational disease common to the business of murdering. This was not my idea of a pleasant way to start an evening, but that's the way it was. I was there by special request of the condemned man, and completely in the darkest of why. When the guard and I reached the cage, Mike Royal was standing there with his face squeezed into the bars. Already they had slit his trouser leg and shaved his head, so 50,000 volts could enter quickly, without knocking. Here we are, Rogue. Thanks, Anton. Hello, Mike.
4: Oh, thank God you're here, Rogue. I, I didn't know if they'd let you come.
3: I got here as fast as I could. Go on in, Rogue. But you've only got five minutes, orders. Okay, that's all we need. Mike, has he gone?
4: Listen, Rogue, you've got to help me.
3: Now, Mike, your lawyer's throwing the book at them. Every appeal's been turned down. What can I do for you?
4: I'm not talking about something for me. I want you to help somebody else. Who? My kid.
3: Didn't know you had a kid, Mike.
4: Yeah, yeah, a girl, Florence. She's fourteen. In the parochial school at Arlington. Father Shane knows. Always... You must help me get some money for her, Logan. Well, sure,
3: Mike. Sure, the press boys will chip in. We'll get up a little bit. Oh, you'll get and...
4: up nothing. I I don't want a handout. But, Mike, listen, is... Listen, listen. I, I only have a minute left. Now, I want you to get the reward money and spill it with her. Ten grand for her and, and five for you,
3: huh? Oh, save your breath, Mike. The insurance company isn't paying 15000 for your piles, even if you do turn them in. They'll only pay for the return of the
4: stones. I'm talking about the stones. I wouldn't sing them. You know, you know that, and they know it. But what they don't know is where the stones are, and I do. And I'm going to tell you. Why not tell the cops? Because I want her to get the money. You hear? I have never done anything for her all the time that I was alive, and now, now that I'm as good as dead, I can. You hear? Yes, Mike. I I killed a man, and and I'm ready to burn for it. Well, that's okay. But wherever I'm going, and Whoever I have to answer to, I I can face it better if I check out doing something decent. And you're the only one who can help me, Rogan. Well, you've just got to give me a break.
3: Okay, Mike, okay, I'll do what I can. Not for you now, but for your kid. Where do I get the stones?
4: An angel will hand them to you.
3: I'll come back to Earth, will you, Mike? Where do I get the stones?
4: An angel will hand them to you.
3: An angel, huh? I see... Yeah, I get it.
4: That, that's all I can tell you, Rogue. That's all I can tell
3: you. Okay, Mike, anything you say. Time's up, Rogue. All right, Hanson. Promise me you'll do it, Rogue. Sure I will, Mike, sure I will. Anything you say.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. And, uh, ten and five, huh? Sure. Anything you say. Yeah. Rogue. Yeah? along, Mike. That was
4: very nice of you, Mr. Rhodes. Oh, Father, (laughs) I didn't see you. I just couldn't help hearing you promise to do something for Mike. I don't know what it is, but I can see your heart's in the right place.
3: Father, you haven't been worrying about me.
4: I confess I was beginning to. (laughs) You know, you've been pretty close to the line of the law.
3: (laughs) Always just inside, Father.
4: I think you can stop worrying. Perhaps I will. Granting a dying man's last wish is a good sign. A very good sign.
3: Well, the least I could do was say I would. Say you would? You mean you're not going to? I would if I could, Father, but I'm no crystal ball. I can't read his mind. Mike's got angels and his daughter and $15,000 all mixed up in his mind like farmer's salad.
4: Perhaps I can find out what he means and tell
3: you. You No, Father. Mike told me to go see an angel. But I'm not quite ready to meet the angel. Yet. Father Shay turned and walked back to Mike's cell. Then Hanson, the guard, joined me, and we started down the corridor. Our Father, who Our Father, art in heaven, hallowed be, hallowed, be thy name. hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I, be done. I could hear Father Shea and Mike praying and together. Oh, I wished I could help Mike's kid. But I couldn't see myself getting mixed up in this thing, even if it did have a payoff. No, sir. I couldn't see it. The prison gates clanged behind me, and I grabbed a cab told the driver where to go and leaned back with my thoughts. I thought of four big shining diamonds. I thought of a $15,000 reward and of a little girl in parochial school and of her father who had made a death house will and testament naming me executive. And I thought of Father Shay's eyes when he thought I was backing out on my promise. And that one screwy line of mics, an angel will hand them to you. But anyway, I looked at it. All it added up to was a headache. By the time I got home, I was... I was plenty tired. Maybe in the morning it would make sense. What I needed now was sleep. I went up to my apartment walked in, and speaking of angels, there in my favorite armchair sat what appeared to be at least a very reasonable facsimile. A dark-eyed, red-headed dame who smiled and said,
0: Hello. The manager let me in. I said I was an old friend. You're not seeing things.
3: Uh, uh that's what you think. Who poured you into that gown?
0: Won't you come in? I won't bite you.
3: All right. Thanks. I'm a barking dog myself.
0: Won't you sit down?
3: Thank you. Oh, uh, here's your purse. Thank you. I make it a point never to sit on ladies' purses, especially when there's a gun in them. Might go off. All right, baby, what is this?
2: We'll continue our story in just a moment. But first, here's something a woman told us the other day.
0: I like Fitch's saponified coconut oil shampoo for a special reason, and that is that it well, it always leaves my hair smelling so fragrant and
2: clean. Yes, lady, that is important more than most people realize. For it's a fact, your scalp perspires too, and the hair collects and holds odors, dust, and dirt. But there's no need to risk offending with scalp odor when regular use of Fitch's saponified coconut oil shampoo will keep your hair fresh and clean. This clear golden liquid shampoo makes mountains of delicately fragrant lather that quickly washes away every bit of dust, dirt, and scalp odor. Your hair is left smelling fresh, sweet, and clean. And it will be radiantly lustrous too, for Fitch's saponified shampoo contains a special patented rinsing agent. This rinsing agent ensures that no dull soapy film Will be left to mar the luster of your sparkling clean hair. Ask for a bottle of Fitch's saponified shampoo at your drug or toilet goods counter, or have a professional application at your beauty shop. Now back to Dick Powell as Private Investigator Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. <laughs>
3: the type who expects handouts from angels, so when Mike Royal told me, just before he was executed, that an angel would hand me the Marist diamonds, I was as groggy as a New Year's morning. But when I reached my apartment, there sat something that looked very much like an angel, until I found a gun in her purse.
0: You're very clever,
3: aren't you? Well, the uh, doctors at Yale and Harvard are both bidding for my head when I die. I might give one to each. Anything else you'd like to know?
0: Yes. What did Mike Royal tell you? Mike Royal? I didn't come here to play games. Oh. What a pity. What did he tell you?
3: Now listen, baby. I don't know who you are or what you want, but I haven't got it. You're poison, and I don't want any part of you. Now beat it before my fists get out of control. And take your water gun with you. As soon as I empty the water. Here you are. Now crawl back under your rock.
0: Now, listen. Mike Royal told you something. And you're in this whether you like it or not. I don't work alone and my friends play rough.
3: Baby, I don't care how rough your friends play.
0: We knew Mike would talk before he died. We tailed every visitor and tapped his lawyer's phone. We knew when he sent for you. You were the last guy to see Mike alive and we also knew you wouldn't tell the cops. Because you love a greenback more than anything in the world. That's
3: right. I love greenbacks. 15,000 of them
0: 15,000
3: For the arrest of the marriage vault breakers and killers of the guard And for the return of aforementioned jewelry.
0: It wouldn't be easy to find those persons For 15 grand I'll work hard So that's it Little boy scout catches the gang Turns in the stones and collects the merit badge And 15,000 The stones worth half a million that you can turn in now for 100,000 cash Is that smart? Play along and we'll be rich
3: We? Who's we?
0: You and me don't you think we could get along?
3: Well, uh, I, uh, I shouldn't be surprised. What about the rest? Your, uh,
0: your friends? They're on their own. I said you and me. We could go away somewhere together. Think of it, Rogue. A hundred thousand dollars. Hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's a lot of move. You can have anything you want, Rogue. Anything you want. Just you and me all the way. Well what do you say?
3: I uh I'm hanging on the ropes, today, baby. I
0: keep punching. Look outside. It's snowing. It's cold. But in Florida, it's warm. In Bermuda, all year round.
3: It's getting warmer right here.
0: What didn't I tell you?
3: How do I know you're on the level?
0: Here's a down payment. Baby.
3: Then it hit me. Oh, the guy must have flown out of the closet like a moth. A two-legged moth, swinging a a sap that caught me over the right ear. Every steeple in the world began chiming nine o'clock. The hands of one big clock kept whirling around like a propeller, with me stuck like a hunk of gum on the end of the minute hand. Then the clock fell over on its back. I was still whirling. But now the hands of the clock were merry-go-round, faster and faster and faster. And there I was, on cloud eight, my home away from home, where my old friend, my alter ego, Ugor, was waiting for me. You go or you know any angels. <laughs> What's the matter, Rogie? Don't you like the
1: company you've been keeping?
3: An angel with a with a handful of diamonds?
2: Hey, Rogie, you'd better get back downstairs. You're in trouble. But
3: what did Mike mean? I I can't figure it out.
4: Oh, use your head,
3: Rogie. No, I did, I did. For a baseball. Somebody batted it for the circuit. That's why I'm here. Go on back, Rogie. All they want is what you know. Tell them,
2: Rogie. It won't mean any more to
1: them than it does to
2: you.
4: But
3: you, go Gora...
2: Over the
4: side, you go, Rogie.
3: This all you, go
4: So long, Rogie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on, Rogue. What'd he tell you? Come on, or I'll beat it out of you. Did you see Mike Royal tonight? Yes.
0: Yes, I saw him. Did he say anything about the jewels? Did he say they were in a vault? Did he say Mm. they were in a safety deposit box? Did he say he gave them to a fence? Who did he say you'd get them from?
3: From an angel. What? Uh, An angel. Ah, nuts. Only gives us a double talk. I'll slap it out of him if I have to slap his head off.
0: Maybe he really doesn't know.
3: He knows plenty. He's seen us,
0: hasn't he? Wait a minute. Listen, Rogue. I'm going to give you one chance more. Who did Mike say would give you the jewels? Uh, An angel. Oh, Joe, take care of him. Almost 10. I've got to dance at the club in 20 minutes. I don't want them to think there's anything wrong. Keep him here. I'll be back.
3: Okay, leave him to me.
0: Just be careful, Joe. (sighs) Oh.
3: Now, brother, I don't want to hear no more talk about angels. Well, then stop asking. I'll keep asking until I get a straight answer. No more funny talk. What did Mike tell you? Here we go again. Sure we do. Until you talk. I'm going to ask you just ten questions one with each knuckle.
4: What did Mike tell you? What did Mike tell you? Come on, (laughs) stop!
3: he hit me with everything he had. I went sailing across the room three sheets in the wind. I hit the wall and fell to my knees grabbing at the telephone table for support and then the phone fell off the cradle. Hang up that phone. And I did. Hung it right on his head. No! He went down like the 29 stock market. And now something besides Joe's fists was connecting in my head. Madge said she had to dance at a club. Mike Royal used to hang around the Cherub Club. The Cherub Club. It was a shot in the dark, but I couldn't stop now. I looked at Joe sleeping on the floor. His return train from the land of dreams wouldn't leave for at least an hour. So I went out to the Cherub Club. Mike Royal had tagged me, and I guess I was it. Whether I wanted to play or not. Call him again, Mr. Rogue. Yeah, uh, throw him again. Pause your point again. You're kind of fun to that member, ain't you? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know why. Six. Take him up, Mr. Rogue. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Say, why don't you keep your mind on this game? Gonna watch the floor show? Watch the floor show. Gonna play dice? Play dice. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm just looking the club over. Looking it over? Thinking of buying in or something? No, it's just that I see a lot of changes since I was here last. All for the worse, too. Yeah. Nobody to look after the place since Mike Royal got in trouble and left. Poor Mike. Hey... Mike did hang around here a lot, didn't he, huh? Sure. He was general handyman. Stowled the place up. Fixed props for the gals on the line. Mike was always puttering around. Busy little man. Yeah, too busy. Come on, Mr. Rose, Throw the dice. You're point four. Seven out. Want to go again? No. Uh, just a minute, Sam. Say, uh, you got a dancing doll here who answers to the name of Mad. Mad. Sure. She's out on the floor now. Uh, in that line? Mm, second from the end. Oh. In the devil costume, you mean, with the uh, pitchfork No, that's Lil. Madge is on the
4: other side. The angel with the wings and the crown. Angel? Oh. Yeah. I haven't changed that hungry number for three months. Since before Mike left.
3: I can't look at it anymore. Angel, huh? Hey, Sam. Sam, I got ten bucks to say you can't tell me how to get backstage. I'll take that bet. Huh? Oh, hello, Joe. I thought I left you in dreamland. I'm a light sleeper. What are you doing here? Playing tiddlywinks. What are you doing here? What does it look like? Playing dice, stupid. Don't get funny. Joe, for Pete's
4: sake, don't start anything here. You know the boss don't like it.
3: Stay out of this, Sam. Okay, Rogue, you don't want to talk? You can walk. Where to? You wanted to go backstage. Okay, this gun will show you the way.
2: Return to Rogues Gallery in a moment. But now, a word to the men. Your face is something that accompanies you wherever you go. So every man wants a face that's smooth, shaven, shaven, without nicks and scars. If you are the type whose super sensitive skin makes shaving a chore,
3: try Fitch's Noble Brush Shaving Cream next time. It has a special skin conditioning action. When it turned out Madge really was one with wings and crown and all and all, a gun poked me in the stomach. I looked up and saw Joe on the other end of it. Seems my phone call to his skull must have been a bum connection. Because there he was, walking around again. Friendly as a toothache. He took me to a back office and shoved me in a chair. No use looking around, Rogue. There ain't no phone in this place. No double cross between you two. i I'm staying here. If you're going to talk, talk. I don't talk with a gun crowding my tonsils. Tell us and bug to put it away.
0: Put it away, Joe. Now put a slug into him. Put it away, I said. All right, Rogue. Where are we going to get the diamonds?
3: From an angel. Angels again. You know what I mean. Don't you, Angel? No. I'm telling you, that's all I know.
0: All right, Joe. Do it your way, but not with a gun. Slug him. We'll drag him out of the car like we were walking a drunk. Then we'll finish him. Wait. Can't we, uh... Go ahead. I got him covered. Look, I'm telling you the truth.
3: All right, George Washington... There's a little phone bill I owe you. No, no, wait. Joe. Joe, there are the diamonds. What? There they are. Madge is wearing them. What are you talking about? Mike told me an angel would hand them to me. Madge is the angel, Joel. Look at the way she's dressed. Those are the jewels in her crown. Four of them, see? You're crazy. These jewels are paste. No, they're not. Listen, Joe. Mike worked here, didn't he? Gave the girls their props. They've been doing this number at the club since before Mike was put away. There were four stones, weren't there? And... There are four in that crown. Look at those stones, Joe. They're real. Madge, give me that crown. Don't
0: fall for that, Joe. Finish them off.
3: Didn't I tell you before an angel had them? Yeah, you said it before. You
0: dim bulb, can't you see he's stalling?
3: She knows it's true, Joe. She's going to try to pull a double cross. Give me that crown. Wait a
0: minute, Joe.
3: Don't let her get out of this room with those stones, Joe. She'll double cross his boat. Cut it out,
0: rogue. You're getting Joe excited. He doesn't know he's doing half the time anyway. Give me that crown. Listen to me. I'm still running the show, and you're going to take my orders. You'd have burned with Mike tonight if it weren't for me. Shut up. You just watch this monkey until I get back. Keep your gun on him. You ain't leaving this room with that crown. Don't be nuts. Madge. Let go of me. Look out, Joe. Too late, baby. I've got him. Hey, you're breaking my arm.
4: I will if you don't drop that gun. Madge, get this guy off me. Okay, let's go of him, Oh, no, you don't, baby. Oh, pause, huh?
3: Okay. Break it up. Break it up. I've got you covered, all of you. Hey, up, Urban. <sighs> Urban. Where did you come from? Well, uh, a switchboard girl to your hotel called me when you didn't answer after your phone fell off the hook. I got to your room in time to see this lug stagger out, and I tailed him here. But I didn't know where you were until I heard the scuffle. Now, what the devil is going on, anyway? Well, I'll, I'll explain in a minute, Urban. Uh, first, there's a little unfinished business to attend. Yeah, what's that? Just this. Ah, uh, little Joey boy's been asking for that all night. I. I'm sorry I can't oblige you, too, Madge, but uh, I'm a gentleman, darn it. Hey, Rogue, what gives? Well, Urban, you'll probably be pleased to know that my little playmates here are the Marist jewel thieves. Yeah? Yeah. And now, Madge, if you'll just give the nice man the crown you're wearing. No, no, you don't. Listen, baby, I could forget about being a gentleman very easily. Give it to him. Here, That's better. Okay, O'Brien, take these two down and book them on suspicion.
4: Come on, you two. Now, Rogie,
3: what's this crown business? That, my friend, is a death house legacy. A ten grand windfall to a skinny little kid. Huh? Mike Royal knew where the marriage jewels were. He wanted to tell me so I could turn them in and split the reward with his kid. But he knew his pals would be laying for me. And he knew they'd try to beat out of me whatever he told me. But what I didn't know, I couldn't tell. Under fists or bullets. So? So, all he told me was that an angel would hand them to me. He hoped they wouldn't be able to figure it out, and I would. And uh, you did? I certainly did. As usual, I might say. And there are the jewels. in that crown. In this crown? Rogue, are you kidding? These are paste. Ten-cent store stuff. I know diamonds when I see 'em. Oh, no, let's not go through that again. Those are diamonds. Yeah. Suppose I pound them a little with my gun. If they're diamonds, it won't hurt 'em. Go ahead. Look. That's one. There's a second one, Rogie. Oh, oh brother. Well, it's like a one, Rogie, or do we just go home? You and Urban. Let's uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> Ah, uh, the Cherub Club. Well, I'm glad to see the outside of this place.
4: <laughs> the Marist
3: Jewels. Oh, brother telling me about diamonds. Thanks for the lumps, lady. Hey, Rogie, who are you talking to? The angel on that sign up there. That sign... Hey, uh, hey, Urban. You say you know costume jewelry when you see it. A mile away. Huh? Well, take a look at that sign up there. See the stars in that angel's hand? See how bright they are? Now, what would you say they were? Four the glitter stones. From, from the five and ten? From the five and ten. Ah. Get yourself a ladder, Urban. Climb it and take the Marist jewels out of that angel's hand. Well, I, uh, I knew it all the time. I, I was kidding about the crown. You see... Mike didn't tell me an angel would give them to me. He said an angel would hand them to me. Smart, wasn't I? <laughs> yes, I found the jewels, all right. 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 Uh, Mike Royal, the club handyman, put them in the angel's hand when he knew the police were closing in. And Mike's daughter in the parochial school got the, the ten grand, all right. And Joe and Mads got theirs, too, life. And me? Well... <laughs> I took my five grand and had a wonderful time. went right back to the galloping dominoes at the cherub club. tried it all night long, but I never did make my point. You know that four is hard to make, even the easy way. You know what I mean?) <laughs> This is Dick Dick Powell again, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you liked our story tonight. Thanks for listening. And now, once again, here's Jim Doyle.
2: Be be with us again at the same time next week. And be sure to see Dick Dick Powell in his latest RKO picture cornered at your local theater. Remember, tune in next Thursday, same time, same station, when you will again hear Dick Powell as private investigator Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. (laughs) Remember, if dandruff is your problem, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. It's the only shampoo made, who's guaranteed to remove dandruff, is backed by one of the world's largest insurance firms. No other shampoo can make this statement. Ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo at your drug or toilet goods counter, beauty or barber shop. Fitch is spelled F-I-T-C-H.
4: Welcome back,
1: and once again, Rogue gambles away uh, significant earnings. Uh, I've never uh, seen a radio detective go through money like this, uh, but at least he got the five thousand uh, dollars to the daughter, which was very uh, uh, sporting and decent of him. Uh, and you know, when you miss as many episodes uh, as we do, uh, you kind of get left out on some of this uh because you like where have you been the last couple of weeks? Well, we just don't have the recordings to know what happened in those. Uh but uh and Gerald Moore continues to impress me as the designated villain. And he plays all so- has played all sorts, from a sophisticated lawyer to this one, an easily confused uh thug. So definitely a bit of a showcase for Gerald Moore, better known for his role as Uh, Philip Marlow. Well, we turn now to comments from Patrick, who says, Adam, thank you so much for your efforts in maintaining all of your podcast websites, apps, and such. I've recently stumbled on your podcast, and they've provided me with hours of enjoyment. I particularly like Rogue's Gallery. One of my favorite lines came from the episode Fortune and Furs, where Rogue refers to being as broke as a New Year's resolution. Lengths. And, uh you know, we played Pat Novak for Hire, which was so popular uh, with our listeners uh, back when we did it. But uh, Richard Rogue was the original of that. Uh That uh a sna- snappy line of patter from the hard-boiled radio eye. Uh, but he goes on to say, and I look forward to hearing more as you post. I've purchased the app for my iPhone and been listening daily while I draw and paint. I like your idea about going listener-supported and would love to contribute. Uh, in some way, although incidentally, I find myself to be as broke as a New Year's resolution, not once a year, but uh, pretty much year round. Uh, thanks again and regards, Patrick. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Appreciate your feedback. And of course, I understand that, uh, if we do try the listener supported effort, not every, uh, listener is going to be able to participate, but that's, uh, that's fine. It definitely understood, particularly in this, uh, tight economy we're in. We have a question from Nathan in Houston who says "Uh, this summer I discovered both Dragnet and the Great Detectives podcast and I love them both. They really helped me survive my tedious summer uh, job of stamping new books at the library. Old time radio is definitely good for the tedious work where your mind uh, wants to wander off someplace because your body knows exactly what to do. Definitely makes a great diversion. He goes on to say you've probably gotten this question uh, like a, a one billion times already sorry I knew but can you tell me uh, about the theme song for the Great Detectives podcast I'm crazy about it and would like to have the full song who's the artist and what is the song called thanks uh, for all the great episodes well Nathan um, as best we can tell the uh, song um, was uh, recorded by Basil Adlam who was a uh, a famous uh, orchestra leader at the time, but as to the origin of it, I, I'm not certain. It could be a classical piece of some sort. Uh, a few weeks back, I answered the question of uh, where uh, of where the uh, uh, song at the end of the Abbots came, but that just was because I'd happened to hear it on the Railroad Hour. If any of you are experts and know uh, what that movement is, because we've received that question a few times, I would love to hear from you at box 13 at greatdetectives.net, uh, because I'm not uh, certain. But thanks for the question and for the comments. And that'll actually do it for this week. We will be back on Wednesday with Let George Do It. And next week, we'll pay another visit to Rogue's Gallery. In the meanwhile, send your comments to box 13 at greatdetectives.net. Give us a call at 208-991-4783. And become one of our friends on Facebook. We'd like to cross the 900 mark. We're about 86870. On Facebook, go to facebook.com slash radiodetectives. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.